0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score
1: North AL Central Champions Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Rami Makhlouf, along with Derek Wetmore, as we record this On a Tuesday, Derek, tonight we will know whether or not Rocco Baldelli is the manager of the year. I'm sure that will be something that we can discuss on a later Score North AL Central Champions Twins show. But since we last met and since uh, there was a Score North Twins show produced, there's been a little bit of a shuffling. In the
0: Twins organization and their coaching staff, they as have they've made some moves. They've uh, some moves have been made to them. Right, they didn't exactly have a choice. <laughs> a good way to put it. You know these matters. I'm a wordsmith. It's why I'm still here. <laughs> uh, they lost James Ralston. We've talked about that a little bit, but I think that's maybe the. Did we loss. talk about
1: the title he got with the Marlins? Have we discussed that on this show? Because I've discussed it with others, and Royce, I don't remember if we've discussed it on
0: this show. Roycey on uh, on Royce on baseball this week, Roycey called it embarrassing. Um, but uh, that's just because he didn't come up with it. He's the offensive coordinator of, of the, the Miami, Miami Marlins. Marlins. <laughs> what is well, plus, an o- what, hitting coach. What is an offensive coordinator
1: in well, baseball?
0: I would guess the difference between that and a hitting coach is... You get some Now I'm projecting here. I, I haven't actually talked to J. Rowe since he got the job. Uh-huh. I have not spoken to Derek Jeter you to, know know how to know get a hold of him. Can what you he's ask thinking. him? Yeah, I'm just I'm just going off of my assumption. I'm projecting on this a little bit. So yeah. hitting coach to me is the role that we all know. It's 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 Oh, you work with guys' swings. You've got 12 or 13 pupils over a summer, and mm-hmm. you try to make them better at swinging a bat and hitting baseballs. Yeah. Offensive coordinator could entail something more uh, like expansive than that. Coordinating game plans or plans of attack? Yep. Are for- you going to drop down a bunt here, first and second, nobody out in the National League? Or... Are you going to swing for the fences here? Should we look to a pinch hitter? Like, I would guess this is a step up from your traditional hitting coach. I don't know that. But if I was James Ralston, and there might be family reasons to go work in Florida, or it might be come with a pay raise, who knows. But I would say I'm not leaving a good situation in Minnesota, or what I perceive to be a good situation anyways. I'm not leaving that before a project is paid off. Unless I'm like, you know, if I'm the most powerful hitting coach in the big leagues uh, with a ticket to be... Because he's,
1: he's the first offensive coordinator in, to my knowledge, in the history of Major League Baseball, uh, right? To my
0: knowledge, yeah. It's I think we've called weird, him dude. hitting coaches for 179 years, and now he's an OC, <laughs> I guess. It's I should. just weird. Well, who knows? Maybe he's the most well-paid hitting coach. Maybe he's the most powerful... I personally think he's ticketed to if this continues to go in this direction. He's a future manager, but sure. who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what that role is going to tell. James Rousen, to me, is a big loss for the Twins, to answer your question, in the longest way that I mm-hmm. can possibly do it. I agree. Pat doesn't like the title. <laughs> Sounds like you're okay with the title. No, it's weird. Okay, you it's don't just like it's It's just weird.
1: He's a hitting coach.
0: Yeah. That's that's what he is. He's yeah. a hitting coach.
1: He helps them with their swings and he helps devise game plans for pitchers who they may face on a
0: given day. That's he's a hitting coach. We're too deep in the weeds here already, but I would just say I that mind. like, yeah, I know you like the weeds. <laughs> to go to the the organizational level and be like, Hey, here's our philosophy. Hey, you know, we're gonna try to get the ball in the air. We're gonna hunt fastballs. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to barrel up pitches as often as we can. Not Whatever the conflicting theory in, like if if you say like, well, two strike approach is still really important. It's like, okay, well, hang on a second. Who gets to decide? The offensive coordinator gets to decide. So maybe you just so you buy yourself some clout at be that table, calling plays, so to speak. Oh yeah, in certain situations, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And he's the one that takes the heat if they can't hit. All right. I'm, cur- I'm
1: curious to see if he's doing anything that a hitting coach, or if we find out if he's doing anything that a hitting coach wasn't doing in the past. It's a great question. And I would like for you to catch up with James Rousen if okay. you can and ask him if he's doing anything differently than if what he's done in the past. I'm
0: genuinely curious. I mean, if you're curious about this stuff as a listener and you haven't already heard my interview with James Rousen, or if you're a Marlins fan and just wants to start licking your chops in the hot stove season because you're not going to get Garrett Cole... Go listen on this feed. A few episodes ago, James Rousen sat down, and, and we ran it back. Digitally this was after remastered. he took the job. Uh, we, we published it after he took the okay, job. Yes, but
1: you interviewed him before he took the. Job. I
0: talked with him in Fort right. Myers in spring training.
1: Yes. I was going to say, and you didn't ask him what an offensive <laughs> coordinator is. <laughs> no. Can we get him on the show? I would seriously like to get Maybe. him on the show.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll reach out. I'll see. I'll uh, I'll text Jeter and see if we can uh, go through some back channels there to get J. Rowe back on the show. Um, but yeah, great interview. I mean, it's like 12 I mean, if you minutes. Have Jeter's number,
1: let's just get Jeter on the show. Well, I, being real, nah, he's pretty busy. Okay.
0: 12 minutes of just like hitting philosophy bliss. If that's your kind of thing, I think you'll like that interview with well, James Rouse.
1: after I ask him the question, what the hell is an offensive coordinator in baseball, then we can get into the hitting stuff and some of his philosophies and techniques of teaching it. But I got to know what the hell is an offensive coordinator. Okay. I'm sorry. We went back into the weeds. Go ahead. Carry on.
0: I was just going to say they've lost some other people too. Um, Tanner Swanson, who was the minor league catching coordinator, is now on the Yankees' big league staff.
1: Was he the one who basically changed the way Mitch Garver sets up? The one and only, And the guy who's been teaching guys that way of setting up throughout the Twins system? Yep, that's him. Now, are the techniques you think implemented and put into practice enough that they they can continue to perform at that level defensively because we saw a huge uptick for Mitch Garver and for Jason Castor, I think, this year in terms of frame, yeah. framing pitches.
0: I think about it like this, Rami. Let's use our own career as an example. You've been in radio longer than I have. You're a seasoned pro. Um, compliment, compliment, compliment. You're great. Thank you, sir. If you had a talent coach come in and work with you on, well, let's just use the things that I needed to work on early on. Take a stance, don't walk down the middle, dial up your energy a little bit when you're on the microphone, and someone teaches you those things, and they work with you for six months. And your shows start to get better, and it just starts to click for you a little more, and then you get reps, and then that coach moves on, right? Or a consultant or whatever. The things that you learn from them... Even if you are not working with them on a daily basis, they stick. You can still incorporate them. Now, would it be better if you constantly had a talent coach? Malcolm Gladwell would say yes, it, it would. <laughs> if someone was there to give you critical feedback after every segment or every show, you would be better. But I might lose my damn mind. I haven't. Again. for Yeah, absolutely. That's micromanaging, bro. <laughs> but I haven't. I'm not accusing Tanner Swanson of that. I'm just saying that if you have learned some of those techniques, those tactics, those things that help your ability play up. I got to think that if you lose the guy who taught him to you to another organization, I mean, they're still there. Right. I, I'm just guessing. But that's my. I don't think Mitch Garver is going to go back to setting up the way he used to. Yeah, no, and, and I don't think he's going to go back to being a very big minus as a defensive catcher. Like He was honestly, and I'm the Mitch Garver guy, so take this for what it's worth, but two years ago, Rami, he was a liability behind the plate. And yeah. I don't think anyone would say that about 2019 Mitch Garver. So those gains have been realized, and I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe he takes a step backwards. I have no idea. I would just say, if you're asking me to guess, no, I think, I think this is Mitch Garver now. I would think that those techniques have been picked up by others in the organization,
1: and they can keep teaching them. To Mitch Garver, should he fall into some old bad habits, and to anybody else who's coming through the system.
0: They must have been good if the Yankees wanted to hire him for exactly. big league staff to try right. to work with Gary Sanchez, basically, right.
1: Yeah. right? And that's that's a guy like Mitch Garver who people say too big to play catcher. He can't get low enough to frame pitches without without blocking the view of an umpire. So I can see why. It's a good fit in terms
0: of what, what they want to do there and, and what he has done here. So loss for the Twins, and then the last coach that I had listed on here was uh, Peter Fatsy, who was a minor league hitting instructor or coordinator. I don't remember the exact job title. Job titles are made up anyways. Um, <laughs> like offensive coordinator? Well, just in any walk of life. Sure. Host. Sure. <laughs> I Writer. I think I'm I, I think I'm senior editor here. I don't know if I still am or not, but like I was hired as senior editor. I was like, what the hell is a senior really? editor? Look at <laughs> you! I mean, like fancy. Well, the joke was when I first got here, one of the producers asked me, "Senior editor, like senior in high school?" <laughs> <laughs> I you might like that one. Uh, Peter Fatsy is going to the Red Sox to be a sort of a, a same role, hitting coordinator. From what I gather, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody with Boston, but. Uh, those are the three and what was I he doing losses. in the Twins organization? He was like a minor league hitting instructor. Okay. He was the extension of James and He was gotcha. in the room when you talk hitting philosophy, but then he's out with the minor league affiliates. Gotcha. You, you didn't see him at Target Field a whole heck of a lot. At least I didn't this summer. So three guys gone. Three guys out. Three guys gone and two guys I'm still holding my breath about, Rami. Yeah, there's still... Managerial openings
1: around me. Usually, those are filled by now, and yeah. if, and you can say, well, if they didn't hire one of our guys, we're safe. But that's not the case with the Twins.
0: Yeah, no, like Pittsburgh's still looking for a manager. At least, I, I mean, I've been off email for a couple of hours here, no, but unless, they're still looking for a manager. Unless the Bucks hired a skipper here in the last couple of hours while I was down in the dungeon, uh, I would hire Derek Shelton if I was them. I think Derek Shelton would make a great big league manager. So if I'm the Twins. I mean that's a really valuable guy on my coaching staff, and I would still be a little bit nervous about that one. Don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't have any dirt on that, but um, I would be—I uh, would be—I don't know. It's cause for concern that uh, Derek Shelton would possibly be leaving your organization to take a, a, a step up. Sure. A job so you, you don't begrudge a guy for that. Just don't hold that against him. But selfishly, you also kind of root for him to be back in Because that's, that's a lot
1: of turnover. When, you, when you've lost your hitting coach and now your bench coach might be soon to follow, that's a lot of turnover, especially for... A guy who just finished his rookie head season. That's right. As a manager. That's like, right. You need the support staff around you,
0: and people are already starting to pick off that tree. Rocco will be quick to say that, too. He, uh, This is a couple hours before they announce AL Manager of the Year. The steam in the industry is that he's not going to win it in the AL, but I don't know. I, I think he deserves at least some recognition. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he wins it by any means, but... He would say, even if he were to win it, he I guarantee you his acceptance speech would say, this is a staff award. Right. This is a team award. This is not Rocco Baldelli is the best manager. This is Rocco Baldelli and team. So that's just kind of the guy Rocco uh, was in his first season in Minnesota. It's, it's just a big part of how they operate down at uh, Target Field.
1: So those three guys, well, two guys are gone. No, three guys are gone and Shelton gone. may maybe on his way up.
0: And did you see the note um, from well from first from the athletic and then from John Heyman yesterday? I did not. Assistant pitching coach Jeremy Hefner, so the guy who took over as bullpen coach, but assistant pitching coach interviewed with the Mets. He's a former Mets pitcher. Really? And Heyman says he is seen as the likely favorite to be their next pitching coach for Carlos Beltron in New mm. York. So that but would this be is, this is what happens. Another loss for the when Twins. When you have
1: success, this is what happens. People want to pick out of your organization and try to bring some of that winning over to their organization. You
0: almost you're, you're rooting for like either major success like winning a World Series or not enough success that people take notice and try to steal your employees. Right, I would think. Uh for guys who won't be leaving, they got promotions behind the scenes that would be uh Daniel Adler and Jeremy Zoll. Promoted to assistant general manager, and then, uh, gosh, I'm going off memory here. Jeremy Rat and I'm already
1: impressed that you've got these names. That's three out of four, and memory. Alex
0: Hassan Look is uh, promoted to director of baseball ops. So, I'm guessing here, total guess, but those guys would have been hot commodities too if somebody. I was going to say why?
1: Why did they feel the need to make those moves? Just probably get a
0: uh, maybe so they can update their LinkedIn with another title,
1: upgrade. In terms of the title and an upgrade, I'm sure, in terms of
0: the paycheck. I would guess the the pay stubs are probably bigger than they were six weeks ago. Congratulations to those guys.
1: Well-earned. They owned it. Very much well-earned. Speaking of money getting thrown around, uh, you sent me this list of the 10 players who have gotten qualifying offers across Major League Baseball, including Jake Odorizzi. And there are some names on here that you would obviously be interested in, but are probably out of the realm of possibility. Uh, A Garrett Cole, um, a Steven Strasburg, like those guys. I'd take both of those guys. Yeah, you'd love to have those guys, but I think there are some names on there who, if they don't accept the qualifying offers from their teams, are in the Twins' price range and realm of possibility in terms of free agents who you might look at if they don't take the offer from their team. The first one, right at the very top of the list, and I don't know if you think this guy is going to have big money offers out there, but I, there are so many power-hitting first basemen around Major League Baseball that the value of those has has come down a little bit. I think you, you might be able to get a guy like Jose Abreu sure. at yeah. a decent price, and that's a guy who you just plug in at first base
0: say, and to, in the middle of work. your lineup <laughs> yeah. and say, go to
1: work, young man. That I- dude can just... And you saw it in games against the White Sox this year. That guy can just rake.
0: You talked about the value of those corner power bats, and I wonder if if the market is such, or if his ties and comfort is such that he might just accept a qualifying offer. Right? He's one of the guys I have on this list that I look at and say I could make the case for him just staying on the, on the south side of Chicago as their you know power bat, middle of the order first baseman. I mean. If he's looking for more, he's probably you know he's probably going to have to leave Chicago, just given how those things typically work. But I, I, man, I don't think that's a slam dunk, Rami.
1: I think he'll come at a reasonable price too. If he doesn't take that qualifying offer, sure. I think he comes at a reasonable price.
0: Yeah, no, not just, CJ Crone cheap, no, obviously, no, no, but no, no.
1: I think I think within the Twins operating budget
0: i don't know if i've asked you this on a show yet Mm -hmm. are you in or out on cj crone next year for call it eight million bucks seven eight million bucks
1: um i'd i'd be in depending on what the other options are but he's not my everyday first baseman but i'd be in at the right price eight million dollars is is a reasonable price. You paused
0: it. long enough that makes me wonder you're curious what's behind door number two? Yes.
1: Okay. I definitely would want to explore okay. what I could do in free agency. That's fair. Or via a trade. So, yeah, I'm not locked into CJ Krohn at first base next year, not by any means. Sure. Okay. I mean, next. that's that's one of the few positions where you look around the diamond for the twins and you go, there's room for an upgrade there. Yeah, You're not going to do much better at second base, shortstop, uh, third base. You have sort of a rotating cast of guys there between Sano and Marwin Gonzalez and a few other guys they tried at that position. The outfield is pretty much set unless you decide to trade a Nettie Rosario like some oh, we talking about before the season ended. I've got
0: some hot takes for you in the coming weeks, my friend. Really?
1: Okay. Yes. I love hot takes. Yes. But really, first base is is the one position that you look at on the diamond and you go, that's, that's a
0: prime opportunity for upgrade. Yeah. Don't it, you think so? It definitely depends. Yes, I do think so. It depends what you think about his limitation due to the thumb. If you think the thumb that required surgery in the offseason, if you think that was such a big hindrance that this was only, like, 70% or 60% of who C.J. Crone actually is, man, $8 million bucks feels like a steal. But if you think, like, this kind of who he is and the thumb was just too bad and, you know, it's okay, it took some of his power, but even just, you know, give him some of that power back, inflate his numbers a little bit and say you're good, then... I mean, yeah, there's there's probably more there, There's, pro- especially if you're willing to spend, Rami. If you're looking at this thing and saying, you know, we've got 50, 60, 70 million bucks that we're ready to pump into this thing, I would say with that kind of money on the table, there are spaces that you can upgrade. There's room to improve your first base production. That's, yes, so that's I would, fair.
1: I would be looking. I would be looking. Another Always guy, be looking. Another guy on that list who I think may opt out and may not take the qualifying offer, who intrigues me, is Zach Wheeler. Sure. Again, I think an obvious upgrade because you don't have starting pitchers right now. You literally don't have them under contract. You have one. You have one starting pitcher under contract and a qualifying offer out to Jake Otorizzi. And other than that you're you're trying to fill out the rotation yeah, yeah. i think zach wheeler is a guy who is not just an upgrade because they're empty spots right now but it's an upgrade on what you had last year and like i said with Abreu, a guy who is in their price range and realm of possibility wouldn't you think so i don't
0: disagree with you at all in fact th- those are maybe two names that i would have come up with on this same list so so 10 guys are extended the qo some of them will take it most of them will turn it down one of them's Jake to don't know which way he's gonna go but that's mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Um, I view this free agent process, this free agent market, as two-star pitchers, a star-hitting third baseman, Anthony Rendon, a star-hitting catcher. Maybe I'm forgetting some guys along the way. Um, Mike Moustakis is a good player. But where I'm going with the pitching side of things is, like, there's a lot of mid-rotation starters out there. I think Zach Wheeler is a mid-rotation starter. I think he's of the same group anyway. Where do you think same... he
1: falls in with uh, Barrios and Sayota
0: Rizzi is back? So is I have two uh between those two guys? Yeah, I'm, they're they're all kind of the same sure. based on their twenty nineteen production. Sure. Barrios you would say has the the highest ceiling. Right. To use that word that baseball people don't really like anymore, but I still I think it carries value. I think baseball people stopped using ceiling. They don't like ceiling because they're they're well because they heard that Lil Wayne song and uh, think that guys it's the more if you put a ceiling on a guy it's sort of self fulfilling versus like if you tell Jose Altuve in the minor leagues he could be whatever yeah, he man, wants. Sky's to Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, bro. No ceilings, and I think uh, Michael that's Jordan not true. said
1: the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. That's profound. <laughs>
0: Sorry, go. ahead. I bet he was mocked for that, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Okay, so he I, said it
1: in front of an, a full arena at a North Carolina <laughs> basketball game. Well,
0: uh, anyway, and it was amazing. So i I do think that there are a number of guys who I look at as as, as mid rotation starters, and I'm not going to split hairs too much here, Rami, because like honestly, if the Twins signed Madison Bumgarner and Jacob Rizzi instead of Jake DeRizzi and Zach Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Like all right, it's kind of the same offseason to me. You know, we can go get into analysis and like split hairs over which guy's better and who projects to be better over 4 years and what was the best contract value. But honestly, like I think we're kind of debating threes here. These are guys that are hopefully your number 3 starter. And if you're the Twins, maybe you just fill out a rotation full of those guys. And Burrios and make an upside play on a Brewster Grotterol, right? I think that Zach Wheeler would make sense in a Twins uniform. I think Madison Bumgarner would make sense in a Twins uniform. I think Jacob Rizzi would make sense in a Twins yeah, uniform. I think the guys who
1: are super realistic for the Twins on this list, you just touched on a few of them. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner. If you're interested in Josh Donaldson? I am, but I,
0: yeah. I think that's a realistic target. I think he could probably get bigger money elsewhere, but I'm definitely, I'm asking for a seat at that poker table. If you
1: do go the trade Eddie Rosario route, Marcelo Zuna?
0: Eh, no? You're not a big fan? Keep Rosario, unless you're telling me you're getting a steal in that trade.
1: And then uh, Will Smith and the two guys we already talked about, Abreu and Wheeler. I think those are all realistic targets for the sure. for the Twins. Sure. And, and shoot your shot with Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. I'm not saying yes. don't attempt to sign those guys. They should. They yeah. should make attempts to sign those guys. The reality is, though, when the Yankees, Dodgers, and other huge market teams are in the market for pitching, you're probably not going to be able to keep up with their checkbook.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, non-zero chance the difference for me is if cole wants to be in california all right well <laughs> you're not in california or
1: he grew up a uh a yankees fan
0: somehow sure. in california yeah maybe he wants to go and play for his favorite team growing up for sure and the the whole thing about this like predestiny of free agents just drives me nuts but like okay everybody says he's gonna go to california that's probably maybe he is um but last year they said the same thing like patrick corbin Will either sign back with the Diamondbacks or
1: he's just good as a New York Yankee. I don't know if you remember, but Steven Strasburg was a cub. He hey, was just sure. that was foregone conclusion. Him sure. and Chris Bryant are really good friends. Okay. He had been throwing out hints on out there on Instagram. I think they named their dog Addison or Really? Something. Yeah, his wife. He and his wife named their dog after. Steven
0: Strasburg? No, I'm sorry. Oh, Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper. I was wondering about that. Did I say
1: Strasburg? Yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, I was
0: talking about Bryce Harper. The other boy, Wonderkind, who fulfilled his destiny in Washington. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, people thought that was a done deal. uh, It's exactly right. Exactly. Like, this is not done. In fact, there was a report last year during the hot stove season. I love this. This is my favorite report all winter, and I'm not casting shade. I'm not being sarcastic or facetious about that. Somebody in Patrick Corbin's wedding, or some family wedding, like there was, like it was, it. This was like a the scoop of the decade at Patrick Corbin's wedding. Like the best man, I think it was his brother or something. If I'm getting the details right, gave a best man speech and said, "Can't wait to see you coming home." And pulled out a Yankees hat and put it on his head. Really, as the like, hold up your champagne glass and let's make a toast. That's hilarious. Wedding speech. That's great. And then Patrick Corbin went to pitch to a World Series with the Washington Nationals. So it's not done. Shoot your shot with Garrett Cole. If you're if you're in and Steven Strasburg will take your phone calls, all right, make that. But I do wonder if you might just pick two of these of this group of, of mid-rotation starters that we're talking about. Odorizzi gets the first call. If he wants to be one of them, then great. And if he doesn't, if he wants to turn that down, then... It, Madison Bumgarner and Zach Wheeler would make a pretty interesting offseason. I don't know about you,
1: but... And I'm not I'm not part of the cheap pole ad gang. I'm I, I think and you made a great point on you dunked on somebody on Twitter last week. And said, imagine if, oh, what did I imagine say? if the Twins actually tried. Oh yeah. That's after right. winning 101 That's games right. this season to one of the uh, I forgot about that. Um, I try
0: not to make a point of dunking on people. Mm, but when you, you say that the Twins weren't trying in 2019 like yeah. Dunking is fun just you're, like I did today. You're standing in the at the gym rim. With Danny. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that video. Threw it on down. Just threw it down, baby. You know what? And people would be surprised by that, that you know, you're 5'6 and like I'm five eight. Why do people super keep selling me short? short legs? But you have the legs of somebody who's like five one. Oh, I have the legs of yeah, <laughs> like of somebody who's four foot something. A very small, sure. yeah. a short, short
1: person. The rest of my body. The proportions of somebody who's about six feet. Yeah. And I'm not even kidding. No, your hands Huge are probably span, bigger than hands, someone
0: who's six feet.
1: Hairy, 13 feet. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Uh, but just tiny, tiny little legs.
0: I was, it was shocking to see you throw it down. Just got up there, boy. Oh, an incredible mm. vertical. Yacked on him. That's what I did. <laughs> That's
1: what I did, Derek
0: yeah, man. All right. Well, cool. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Dunking is fun. I don't know where you're going with that. I have no idea either. You just um, wanted to brag a little bit. Uh, we were talking about you
1: dunking on somebody on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh I'm cheap not, ads. I think I think the twins very much try to win especially in the Falvey and Levine era and just sometimes you don't need to go out and sign huge price tagged free agents to do so we saw a great improvement in this team from 2017 or excuse me from 2018 to 2019 without spending that kind of money but I need to see a significant upgrade on what they started with in their starting rotation in 2020. I need to see that, or I'm going to be very disappointed in this organization. Do really you, disappointed.
0: So not only ahead not of projects what they have today, not projects. I don't, want a, of, I don't want a Michael Pineda.
1: But I, I take him. Okay, but I'm talking. I know about, what you mean. I know what you mean. Michael Pineda can be on this team, although I'd prefer he not be. But he better not be counted on to the level that he was last year. In other words, if he was your number three starter this year, he better be your number five next year.
0: What does Martín Pérez do for you?
1: I'm open to him being your number five pitcher. I said that before on this show. I'm okay with Martin Perez being your number five pitcher. You're not going to have a staff of Cy Youngs. Sure. That ain't going to happen. If you have.
0: Can't all be the Washington Nationals or Houston Astros. If
1: you have somebody somewhere in the neighborhood of a Jose Barrios to put at the top of that rotation, and then somebody in the neighborhood of a Jake Odorizzi along with bringing back Jake Odorizzi, if that's how you fill out the first four spots in your rotation. Cool. Uh, Great. Okay. Awesome. All right. Then we can talk about Michael Pineda or Martin Perez as your fifth starter. But you can't go into the season with those two guys or the likes of those two guys in Pineda and Perez and planning on them being your somewhere between one and four starters. Yeah. That, that you can't go in. You Your team did enough this offseason. And we talk about this a lot at the trade deadline when a team is contending and the team doesn't make any moves. And you say, well, the front office let that clubhouse down. Those guys earned mm. a shot at this thing, sure. and you didn't give them the reinforcements that they needed. We don't talk about that so much in the offseason. This Twins team, thats that roster of 40 guys, because they used all 40 spots on the roster sure. throughout the season, those 40 guys earned this from the front office to go out and do something, to get yeah. them some reinforcements and a better chance at a World Series.
0: Advice for people who—look, I'm not saying the Twins are perfect— They've screwed up a bunch of moves sure. since I started covering them. Sure. Even these guys, who I think are incredibly bright and are running a great little business here in Falvey and Levine, they've screwed things up. So, you know, I'm not Mr. The best know, front offices make mistakes. Yeah, that doesn't not, mean they're not trying. I'm not Mr. Pollyanna twins guy by any means. It doesn't. I uh, don't think that works in this business long term. But try just if you start to get – um. If your blood pressure starts to go up when you're mad at something the twins did, or if you're just like furious and you can start to feel that sweat coming to your brow, think about the possibility that they're telling the truth about these things. Like when, when Thad Levine says over the winter last year, when, when a little nine year old boy at Twins Fest asked him, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are free agents, are you going to try to sign them? Great question. Wonderful delivery. I don't remember exactly how he phrased it. but could has a podcast here at Score North now, by the way. <laughs> a real future, that one. And I, I, I just liked the bluntness and the sincerity of the question. He just wanted to know. That's the great thing about kids. They don't know they're being... No filter. I don't need to, like, softball this to you. <laughs> they don't know they're being audacious. That guy's out there. You could go sign him. Why aren't You're the you doing GM. it? Right. Why aren't you doing and it? And Thad Levine uh, had just a, a great answer. It's not the answer that many Twins fans wanted, but he said, we've got to make sure we get the right who in a, in sort of a mid-sized market where we're not going to get a chamber full of bullets to fire. we got to make sure that our bullet's the right one. I'm paraphrasing here, but he might not mind the comparison other than the uh, drawing a simile to gun violence and major (laughs) league free agency. But he said, you know, we like to make that sort of step on your throat move when we are ready to we're projected to win the central. We are ready to step on your throat. We are going to make that move to put us over the top. We don't want to be early. And where are we in our window right now? We're just damning our fingers under the sill and trying to jimmy it open. Was the the uh, metaphor that he used? That's what he used then. That was a, a winter ago. Okay, because the now, window is wide open now. Now at the start of this winter, he gathered with as like a dozen media members, um, and I was sitting in the sitting in the semicircle there. And he said that uh, yeah, we talked about the door or the window jam analogy back then, and now I would just say that I think we can feel a breeze, and it's a very clever way of saying like yeah, the window is the window open, is wide You're, open. I would say, without having done the big roster crunch and analysis and knowing what the Indians are going to do this winter, it's obviously a part of it, the Twins should be projected to win the Central next year. Like, you are now the Central Division champions. This is the window. I think it gets tougher, you can go take that but shot. I think they
1: definitely have a shot. It gets tougher contingent on whether or not this is the offseason the Indians trade Francisco Lindor. If they don't, I think it's tougher. I think the Indians showed they were a better baseball team than what they did the first month and a half of the season. I think the White Sox take another step from within in terms of development because they have a lot of young talent. And they showed last year as they were in on the Manny Machado sweepstakes right till the end that they have money that they want to spend on free agency. So you would think they spend some of that this offseason and they're a better baseball team. I think the Royals will be a little bit better. You look at that Royals lineup and they had, I think – I think it ended. They had the AL batting champion and the major league leader in home runs. Like They they got some pieces there in Kansas City to to build around. I don't think they're quite at the level of of the White Sox yet, but those are two young, up-and-coming teams. And then if the Indians don't trade Francisco Lindor, they'll obviously be a force to be reckoned with. I think it's tougher,
0: but yes, they should be the favorites to win the AL Central. And then that's when you make your move. I, I mean... So what I was saying, like if you if you just get mad about everything, they're always lying to us and screw them and why should I even support them? Just like, let's see. Let us give Thad Levine and Derek Falvey a chance to prove that they were telling the truth when they said that they were gonna go take that shot. Right. I'll be a little surprised if they don't make big moves this winter. I will. I'll be surprised and they'll they'll probably deserve some criticism and we'll we'll flog them in the media, and then they'll go win 100 games. So uh, we'll all have to say sorry. But I think this is a winter that the Twins are going to make headlines, and not just those win the winter meetings, go get the high-priced Eric Hosmer free agent so we can celebrate. That's not necessarily the kind of move that I see them making. But I don't think you go forever by just saying, like, hang on, let's keep our powder dry, keep our powder dry, keep our powder dry. Like, circling back to the gun violence analogy like eventually you got to take your shot yeah right? and so. i think
1: that i think this is the year like you said the window is wide open now and there are no excuses at this point if they don't make the moves that we're talking about i maybe change camps and i go over to the side who thinks this team isn't trying as hard as they could be <laughs> to win baseball games i mean th- this really could be an offseason sure. that that turns some people those who are starting to believe you need to give them reason to keep believing in this baseball organization. Did you see my hot
0: take that I, I published? I was just going to mention that. A column just before we came and did this show. I mean, we talk about it another day. because flame, flame emojis on that take. I feel like this is kind of its own episode. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about how do you make pitching better? Well, he signed pitchers. So I think you and I that are helps. in the same camp. Yes. If Odorizzi's back, awesome. Go get one of those other mid-rotation guys and you're off to a pretty good start yep. making your rotation better. Uh, you know, some upside in project candidates, and Bruce Dirk what's he going to be? Fernando Romero, I'll, those are sort of like your flyers at the at the back half. Not, I'm counting on you for 32 starts, bud. Mm-hmm. Buck up. It's build a rotation, but two non-pitching things you can do to make your pitching staff better, get Byron Buxton healthy and doing Byron Buxton things in center field. Number two, make sure that all of your catcher innings go to a stud half of them to Mitch Garver and half of them to Yasmani Grandal.
1: And you can read uh Derek making a case why they should sign Yasmani Grandal at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and like you said that that is an entire episode in and of itself and plenty of episodes to get that discussion in because We'll make
0: sure that Manny Hill is here so that he can drop the bomb and go mm-hmm. Are the 3 or 4 Twins shows per week now. Uh three-ish, 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 and uh, Score North Live with uh, my friend Rami Makhlouf, so it's kind of like, it's maybe four chunks of content. Right? All right,
1: because that's what we do here at Score
0: Last North. Last week we had Mitch Garver on the horn, I don't know if you got to listen to that yet. I have but, not, Okay, but Mitch Garver.
1: Can, uh I and everybody else can go and listen at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app, and Derek will have another episode of the Score North Twins show with Phil Mackey later this week. If you missed... Royce on baseball. That's also up at the score North twins show tab at scorenorth.com and the score North mobile app. This has been the score North AL central champions twins show and uh, go and listen to it folks. It's good. It's fun. We talk baseball. Did you know that
0: 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with embark, embark your dog with embark's dog DNA test to get
1: hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.